following podcast is improvised satire and all characters are fictional. Hello, I'm Dean Ardenfell. This is the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. Just my little reminder that corporations are people too. Hello, dear listeners, Dean Ardenfell here, and we're back. Oh, I can't thank you enough for your patience as we've been figuring out the best way to bring you new episodes of this podcast on a more consistent basis. As you may know, my personal life is often in disarray. My life coach says I need to stop making excuses for myself, but uh, it's it's been a difficult few months. My mother moved into my basement studio apartment with me, despite us not having spoken in nine years or so. I guess her boyfriend Rodney threw her out. I haven't gotten the whole story, but you know, family is family, right? Anyway, there are more important things than my estranged mother moving in and taking my bed and making me sleep on the futon in my own apartment. First and foremost, the podcast has a new name. After four years of people trying in vain to Google the corporation, uh, I wanted to give it a more specific name, one that was a little more memorable and maybe more indicative of our worldview around here. So now it's called Corporations Are People Too. I'm still getting used to it, but there's no turning back now. All the socials have been changed over, so I I really hope you like it. The next bit of news is that the schedule is changing a little. Uh, We're going to put episodes out every two weeks instead of weekly. And then every six episodes or so, we may take a short break just to catch our breath. We may get back to weekly episodes in the future, but not until we know that we can sustain that pace. I had to stop whining and figure out something that works. That's another thing that my life coach said. Lastly, we now have a Patreon. This is something people have been asking for for a while. There are three paid tiers, but you can also just join for free and check things out. There's some great perks like stickers and stuff. Plus, you'll get some behind-the-scenes content and be able to watch us make the podcast. And being a supporter will really help us take the pod to the next level. So we appreciate anything you can do. You can find that at patreon.com slash corporations are people too. And of course, you already know, we love it when you rate the podcast five stars, leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends, all of that jazz. Okay, we got to get on with it. Uh, We have a great episode for you today. The first guest I talked to is a pilot for a luxury jet business. He is responsible for flying important people all over the globe, but what he's truly passionate about might surprise you. Then I talked to a woman who puts the fun in corporate functions. She helps execute icebreakers and other team building activities at company retreats. I talked to them both in the studio. I think you're going to love it. So, oh, I get to say the new title now. Please enjoy this brand new episode of Corporations Are People Too. My first guest is a senior pilot for Above It All, the luxury jet service that whisks the corporate elite from place to place in its modern state-of-the-art charter planes. Their never-ask policy means they can move people or goods all over the world, no matter the obstacle. On weekends, he gives amateur haircuts in his garage. Please welcome Pete Whiffspoon. Hey, Pete. Uh, Hi, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. I wasn't sure you were done with that sentence. No, I appreciate it. Uh, Uh, I want to make sure I uh, give you the full... It's a wonderful thing. Sure. Uh... You're, you're, you're done with the sentence now, though. 
Yes. Great. Cool. Uh, so I just want to ask uh, what it's like to be, you know, what is it? 30,000 feet in the air all the time whisking these VIPs around? Roughly 25,000 to uh, 32,000 okay. feet is uh, where we operate most of our flights. Uh-huh. It is uh, an enjoyable job to have is and it? really enjoy working with some interesting people uh, and some uh, really fun and interesting stories happen up in the skies. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I want you to obviously, you know, uh, share as many as you can with us. But also, I know you have a real strict confidentiality <laughs> clause because you're, these people are important people. I, if I could tell you some of the stories, I absolutely would. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we do sign uh, many NDAs, which do means yet. non-disclosure agreements. Oh, I see. I see. Absolutely. Okay. So this might be a short interview. I'm not sure so you um i can talk a lot about the haircuts that i do in oh my we'll garage. get to that for sure yeah that's that that was sort of that's usually i like to add like a little hobby because i like to hear about people's personal lives and uh generally doesn't take up the majority of the interview but uh i'm i'm more interested in what you're doing for hogswood cooper and specifically the above it all uh private jet uh service what what happens when a when a billionaire decides you know what i don't want to be in new york anymore i want to be somewhere else I mean, they're going to call your service up and you're going to be there uh, and, and just doesn't matter what the obstacle is. You can get them there no matter what. Yeah. No matter the hour, no matter mm. the weather, um, <gasps> we are always ready to fly. And really? that means that I have to be ready to fly at, uh, any given moment. Really? So does, that must be, be a heck on your sleep schedule, huh? It really is. It really takes, uh, takes a few of the Z's out of it. And, and, and what uh, happens when you're super tired maybe you haven't uh, uh slept at all and then someone wants you to do a cross you know the atlantic flight or something well uh above it all has a uh, no testing policy uh oh. when it comes to narcotics or uh-huh. uh stimulants of any okay. kind uh, i like to do a rough cocktail uh of a okay. five hour energy mixed with uh about a gram and a half of cocaina and uh-huh. uh the hardest part is keeping it uh in in my nose for as long as possible okay so that's a cocktail that you snort and the cocaine right. is some kind of plant i'm assuming that keeps you awake for a long time yeah we don't have to talk about that part no. of it but uh but it you're is... essentially a, a long-haul truck driver at the, in that sense yeah in a lot of ways yeah. from your lips to uh God's ears. Sure. And, uh, well, you're a little yeah, closer like to a, God than most people, huh? It's like a neti pot, I really. See. The five-hour energy oh, wow. goes in and it comes out. Uh, so it's a full, a full cycle of the sinuses almost. It is, yeah. It's a flush, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, uh, and, and you know, famously, it's not just human beings you're traveling around. Sometimes someone in the middle of the night will say, get this suitcase from here to Italy or something. There can be suitcases. Yeah. Uh, there can be people. Yeah. There can be animals, okay. uh, vegetation, okay. uh, cocaina. Um, sure. uh, often, uh, I joke with my co-pilot, uh, my, the junior pilot. I'm mm. the uh, senior pilot. I see. And uh, I will joke with him that uh, in a lot of ways, we are high-end sex traffickers. Oh, wow. Uh, legal, of course. Everything's sure. above board. Uh, paperwork is all uh, 
assigned. And, and when you say above board, I mm-hmm. mean, I assume, well, there could be a pun there, but I'm assuming um, it, it with the backing of Hogswood Cooper Media, which is just an enormous you know, uh, resource for you, it's almost like you can make something that would be illegal for anyone else, legal by just uh, throwing money at the fines. You know, and that's, uh, that's a, a, an area of the job that I'm not uh, too familiar I with. Uh, you know, the, the paperwork is sort of the uh, home office. Uh, yeah. I just keep the, uh, the bird in the sky. Yeah, you and and yeah. uh, the Bert, junior, the Bert, the junior co the co pilot there. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, oh, recently. Uh, oh, passed, I hadn't heard. He recently passed. Uh, one of the uh, more uh, uh, exotic animals uh, got out of a cage. Oh, no. uh, over, I believe, Bogota, wow. and uh, and it was uh, it was messy. Okay. For sure. So it must have been a large and dangerous animal. I really can't disclose. disclose, uh, Let's just say uh, that we got one back for those uh, magicians in Las Vegas for Siegfried and Roy. Let's just say, tick one up on the old board for uh, humans one more time. So infamously, uh, Siegfried and Roy were attacked by a tiger. I failed to see how humans are up one on that if your co-pilot was killed by another wild animal we took two down you took two down. okay i yeah. see it's a one out two in policy or one out one in two out again that's home office yeah, I, yeah, i'd have right. to refer you right, to right. uh but the someone's home office. keeping score as the wild animals someone versus is humans. definitely uh <laughs> keeping score on sure. the old uh scoreboard um yeah. and i apologize i know i'm not uh too energetic for a uh radio program oh no but uh, got a great radio voice though originally i wasn't even going to be um a pilot i was not uh it's not a passion of mine really uh uh, hair cuttery is a passion of mine and uh, again i'd love to talk about that at some point sure and we'll definitely get to that uh, Uh, no, I was working in the ho- home office okay. and, uh, you know, doing some number crunching mm. for, uh, for the folks and, uh, uh, the CEO, uh, was coming through. It was a big deal. Yeah. And he heard my voice and he said, that is a pilot's voice. Wow. And, uh, so he, he just moved me right over to the aviation department or wow. wing, if you will, uh, if oh. you're a oh. pun maker, yeah. uh, and I'm not. And, uh. <laughs> And so I, I really just sort of jumped into this field voice first. Do you think that happens a lot in the aviation industry, that people fall into that career voice first? Please, we don't like to say fall into the career. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> well, uh, falling upwards, as it were, yeah. Oh, you, we found something that made you laugh. I'm having a laughing fit right now. Yeah, you're all almost out of control. Mm. Yeah, for you anyway. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm for, absolutely losing it. My you, wife would say, calm down. Is there any chance that you, uh, is that is that the the cocktail that you've been neti pottying neti potting over the neti years? Neti pottying is a different uh, <laughs> sure, thing altogether. And sometimes true. when we're in the sky, okay. uh, you're doing a particularly long haul flight is what we refer to those as. Uh-huh. And uh, you don't have access to the bathroom. And uh, in the case of uh, my co-pilot, RIP, hmm. uh, I was not able to go into the back part of the plane at all. Okay. Uh, and so you do use a neti potty in those uh, cases. Okay. I mean, when that thing happened with your co-pilot, did you keep a, a, a calm head when that was happening with the wild Absolutely. Animal. You have to keep a calm head because yeah. uh, you're in a big metal tube uh, in the clouds yeah, and sure. uh, doing what man was never meant to do. Mm. Uh, and our hubris has allowed us to build uh, uh, machines that yeah. just soar through the air. Um, and uh, and then we go up there and, uh, you know, we, we sleep, we watch yeah. Netflix, 
Oh, you do. We go to the bathroom. Autopilot. We yeah. masturbate. Oh. Uh, so these do you, you do things. those things or just the Oh, that would be passengers. That would be a I lot see. of passenger-based uh, activity. Yeah. I can honestly say I have never um, taken care of myself in that way mm. uh, on a flight. I um, see. Well, yeah. I mean, there, Runway is a different story, no. <laughs> but... Um, not a lot of rules, it seems, this company has for you, but it, it would seem that ma not masturbating in the, in the well, cockpit. Being flexible, I think, is important with the clientele that Physically we have. or... Sometimes, ethically. sometimes flexible uh, physically. Mm. Uh, often uh, we have one client in particular. Uh, I won't say who. Mm. I will only say that this person has a habit of, let's say, buying companies and tanking them. Okay, uh, I and you. I remember saying, I can't tell you who it was, mm. but uh, and I said, uh, you know, Mr. Musk, do you really need me to do a, a human pyramid? And he said, yes, and I want you on top. Wow. And so we did it. Uh, being flexible is very important. Okay. But keeping an even calm head at all times, no matter the case, is very important. Huh. Um, I remember when uh, uh, my co-pilot was ripped to shreds, uh, kept an even keel. Uh, we wow. tranked the, uh, the, the, the tigers. Oh. Oh, okay. Shouldn't have said that. Oh, That's all right. We can cut that out. You, you'll edit. You have editors Absolutely, that yeah. cut and clip. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and then we did a, a quick burial in the sky, uh, and uh, and moved on from there. And we How got you... we got to uh, the airport in record time. I would be remiss if I didn't ask on behalf of my listeners how you bury someone in the sky. Are you familiar with a burial at sea? Sure. That's when they sort of like uh, toss you down the gangplank in a bag. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a wonderful, beautiful process that they do burial at sea when sure. someone dies on a ship yeah. uh, in all of history. Uh, and it could be uh, an admiral of a ship that sure. that passes and they will uh, they'll all stand on the edge of the boat and uh, and then showing highest, highest regard for a person that has passed. They tip a body over the edge. Right. But that's the, it. But the risk of that body striking anything else is very low once it goes into the water. And I would imagine sure, doing the sure. same with a body at 20,000 feet might be different. Well, the trick there is by the time it hits the ground, we're pretty far away uh, <laughs> and no one uh, is the wiser ultimately. Okay. Um, Plausible deniability. I can honestly say there's never been, a, and also it's a very rare thing that we have to do. Okay. Uh, there are not a lot of burials. That's probably in why there. I haven't heard of burials at Sky. And often I think uh, it creates a fun story. Uh, mm. Multiple urban legends had been based on really? uh, burials in the sky. Huh. The old adage of the, uh, the uh, uh, it, it got kind of twisted up. The, one of the most famous burials in the sky yeah. is the scuba diver that was scooped up by a uh, fire right. plane right. and dropped in the air. From Magnolia. <laughs> yes. From the beginning of Magnolia. I, you know, and speaking of Magnolia, we've had a few uh, stars of Magnolia. Oh, really? On some of our jets. Wow. wow. I can't say who. No, no. I can't say who. Don't, don't push me on this. I don't think... I don't picture Tom Cruise flying private, but... What do you picture him doing? Well, he's usually picture, standing out on the wing of the plane. I picture Tom Cruise simply uh, going into a field and shouting into the sky until he starts floating. I think you know, that's what Tom Cruise would do. With those thetans, you can do almost anything. Um, man, I, this conversation, I thought... See, I thought before we got to the haircuts... Uh, we wouldn't have anything to Finally, talk about. <laughs> here we go with the haircuts. <laughs> but it sure seems like we've if covered a lot of ground. If you call 
Uh, you can uh, leave a voicemail uh, for an appointment at one of my garages. I have two garages okay. where I do it. So I'm franchising. Mm. It's uh, my garage in my home. Uh, and there's also a garage in uh, in uh, San Francisco that is a friend of mine's garage. Uh -huh. His car will be there. Don't touch it, but I'll cut your hair. And, uh, and so you'll get right off the plane, get out of your pilot's uniform, go to one of the garages and cut people's hair. The uniform stays on. Oh, it does. It's part of the experience. So when someone calls a random number and makes an appointment for a haircut and it's someone It's not a random number. It's 202. <laughs> you going to remember it all? Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a there's three four like you walked straight end. into that one yeah i did, I did. <laughs> so you're what you're saying though is that i could call a number make an appointment for this unseen unreviewed i couldn't find anything online no yelp or anything uh haircutting place exclusive haircutting place and when i get there i'm gonna have to ignore the car in the garage and a, a person in Sanford, if you're on the west coast if i'm on the west coast yeah, and on a the person, east coast i clear it out and a man in a pilot's uniform is going to show up and say how would you like a pilot your haircut in a pilot's uniform Sure, a pilot in a pilot's uniform. Yes. Not that I would know that necessarily if my hair cutter showed up and you said haircutting as a verb, and now I'm saying it, but it's mm. it's really what is it? A barber, stylist? I am not a licensed not barber. Licensed. I could not be called a barber. Okay, so you're um, calling you're calling yourself a haircutter. I was told by the state of California mm. that I could not be called a barber. Okay, uh, and so I am not. You can simply call me Captain Clippers. Oh, oh, so we, so the business does have a name. You have a, uh, no, that's not the name of the business. I can't divulge the name of the business. Okay, that's your nickname. That's uh, that's just sort of a nom de plume. I go by <laughs> I see. when I'm doing uh, hair. I see. Is there anything else that you, uh, any other services that you render? Cause it does seem like, a um, this is a bit of a shame. I misunderstood the job title, uh, of an esthetician which is someone oh. who will do nails and they'll do waxing and they'll do, you know, right. body things. Okay. I had been doing some anesthetizing okay. and, uh, and so that's uh, anesthetizing, anesthetizing. Yeah. So, anesthetizing. so when someone came in and said, you thought they were asking that you to anesthetize them and they were asking for right. body. So I would knock them out chemically, um, and then try my best. To wax and to uh, get the cuticles. I didn't even know where the cuticle was. I gotta say, like, if I were given the option to go under for a waxing, maybe I'd take it. Uh, a, f a few of my clientele have uh, requested it again, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I have told them when I can get access to another veterinary clinic, I uh, will absolutely do that for okay. you. Wow. Um, well, you've got a bit of a catch-me-if-you-can kind of lifestyle. I'm sure in <laughs> another city you'll find another vet. <laughs> wow. If only. Made if you laugh only. again. Oh, I'm sorry. I never know when I'm it's coming. Sorry. <laughs> I, they, you know, I'm a real, in the piloting community, hmm. I'm a real card. I I'm bet. a wild card. I I'm bet. a bit of a Sam Kinison oh, wow. in the piloting community. Wow, what a reference. Um, Are you familiar with Sam Kinison? Uh, I know the name. Yeah. He's a comedy guy, right? He's a, a comedian. Yes. Okay. And I, I just found out recently he passed. Yeah. It was a while ago, I thought. Was it? Yeah. I think he oh, also. boy. I think he had a bit of a neti pot problem as well. He was a bit of a neti head. Yeah. He was a neti head for sure.
Yes. Well, this has been fascinating. I have to go to my second guest here. If you stick around, I would love to have you back uh, toward the end of our conversation. For sure. There, uh, there are other comedians. I have fun tales about that. I did not oh, sign an NDA with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, good. Well, so we'll I talk can about tell that. you about the underage girls that he had me. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm going to have to put you Let's in get a some water there. I'll put you in a holding pattern if that's all right with you. <laughs> I'll do the piloting. <laughs> great, great. Well, folks, my second guest today has a load of something she wants to bring to your next party. We're going to find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm uh, Pete Withspoon. I am a senior pilot for, uh, above it all, private jets. Are you someone with a great deal of money? You might need our services at above it all, pilot, private jets. And I've been told it's not pilot, private jets. It's just private jets. We will take you wherever, whenever we will ask uh, little to no questions. I think the last uh, flight I had, the only question we asked was, do you want that in the seat next to you or do you want me to put that above you? And they told us that it was a child. We have no problem with that. We don't even ask if it's your child. There are no metal detectors. Uh, the only thing we ask is that anything that may be explosive, uh, you just put up front with us. So call, no, visit a website. I believe I've been told there's a website. You can have any uh, pilot anywhere, and if you're lucky, you may just get to meet me in person. And remember, I'm not just a pilot. I'm also a barber. Not legally, but I will cut your hair. Thank you. I love you. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Pete Whiffspoon, charter pilot for Above It All, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is the corporate entertainment facilitator for Funload Limited, which is in the business of making business a load more fun. In her role, she attends corporate retreats and works with teams to facilitate everything from icebreakers to lawn games, murder mystery luncheons to egg races. What a hoot. In her spare time, she enjoys detox challenges. Please welcome Susan Runtz. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Uh, Ardenfeld. Great to have you here. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a fun thing you do. You get to go create fun for business people on their retreats. Yes, I do. And it's thrilling it's to thrilling. be involved in um, changing lives, I think of it as. <laughs> do you really? Does mm -hmm. it? you think that really changes people's lives to go in for two days and uh, run a couple of exercises with people? The way we do it, I yeah. certainly hope it does. Wow. Uh, I hope it enriches their lives and just trains them for the atrocities that they might face in the workplace and out of it. <laughs> How would uh, uh, some kind of an icebreaker or you know a robotics challenge or a sack race or something prepare them for the atrocities of business life? Oh, great. Well, we really like to bring out the competition. That, oh, I see. I think a lot of corporations are hoping to bring out in their employees. And um, it's life and death, you you might say, you know? I see. So you really lean into the co competitive nature of business. And instead mm -hmm. of some of these wishy-washy team building things where they're trying to get you all to get along, you pit them against each other in some kind of like death match kind of thing. Yeah, and it's and you know sometimes you have to form those teams because that's the only way you'll survive. Uh -huh. um, so so they, they really might go back from the weekend and like accounting and is and gone. Yeah. Oh, is gone. I, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, wow. 
Uh, so this is truly a very much just like weeding out the riffraff for you uh-huh, know for uh-huh. lack of a better uh, way of putting it. Yeah, you, it's real. We're really it's fun for sure. Sure, uh, you know some people are having just so much fun, um, but it's a lot of us helping corporations to to um, downsize in an inventive um, and productive way. Honestly, so. interesting. I mean, it seems like you're sort of circling around a, a euphemism here. Are you? pitting people against each other in a battle to the literal death, like in the woods at their retreat kind of thing? No one is technically dying. We don't use real firearms. I mean, okay. they are real, but the bullets are, are just rubber and, 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 oh, rubber bullets. and, and yeah. And, um, the ammunition is, is mostly, uh, you know, tranquilizers and things like that. So uh, no one is actually dead at the end of the retreat, but those people don't generally want to go back to the workplace I after see. having. So when you say like the accounting department may be gone, you don't mean dead and gone. You mean uh, they woke up after being tranked in the woods and decided they didn't want to work for the company anymore. Right, exactly, wow. Mr. Ardenfeld. Yes, they weed themselves out. Really, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, that's you know. There's so many just wimps and especially in this day and age, like there's so many cucks working for different uh, departments and stuff. You got to get rid of all those weak people so you can have a strong company. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, because I was homeschooled myself and an only child, Uh I have a lot of experience being sad. And um, so I really can sense that in other people. um, And it helps me very quickly figure out who the targets are for every um, retreat that we host. Interesting. Interesting. So, I mean, I do get the sense that like, if you were to work for a company like this, you wouldn't last very long, but in a position of power, when you have, uh, you know, you can pit these people against one another, you probably are able to see because you've been, you know, sitting at that cafeteria table your whole life, you can pick and you can just, you know, who's going to make it and who's not. Yeah. When you're not socializing verbally, your brain really spirals and um, you can really develop that muscle. Um, And sometimes in in a way that benefits you uh, very productively. You know, if I hadn't been um, sitting alone, as you put it, at the cafeteria, I may not have learned so much Mm. about survival, really. Yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. you you were in a situation where you had to do things to socially survive, and now you're putting people in situations where they have to do things to literally survive, or at least uh, mentally, they mentally, they assume yeah. it they will be dead, um, right. and then they you know are they I'm sure are very thankful that that's not the case, but we do sort of set them up so that they have that fear. So do they have? This must have a structure. This isn't just let them into the woods with guns with rubber bullets and whoever's last man standing. There must be some structure to these. No, and sometimes, you know, it's not even, uh, you know, a hunt in the woods. You know, we really, we branch out and um, sometimes it's uh, pick the right cup. One of them has the poison in it, you know. And so there's a lot of different kind of ways of... of, um, playing with human thought. Yeah. Right. But we grow a lot, you know, we grow from trauma, I think. So interesting. It's interesting that the name of your company is fun load limited and that your whole business model is trauma. But yes. Yeah. It sounds like you're loading them up with trauma. But you know, when you can overcome something so, um, surreal like that i think yeah. that you it, there's a fun in it there's a fun in i suppose sort of you know if you've uh, if you've done a larping event and you come out uh, on top mm-hmm. then there's a fun element of that but yeah if you heap a bunch of trauma it really should be called trauma load um and then we thought after. about it but unfortunately not as many folks were using using our um, services it wouldn't test we, well yeah it didn't it did not test well yeah we we ran through a number of different names uh-huh. um murderville uh well, that's a show uh, on Netflix. 
Uh, yeah, there's yeah, that was sort of the problem too. Was yeah. a lot of we faced that that yeah, copyright was already out yeah, there, yeah, so sure, sure. we had to do our own. So, thing. um, and you enjoy a, a good detox challenge. What does that mean? Oh yes, um, I think just to mentally prepare for the kind of work that I'm doing in the office. Mm. You know, for lack of a better, you know, really it's the forest and 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 different um, retreat locations. But I think depriving myself of food in different ways really mm. helps to stimulate. Um, that need for survival and I that see. killer instinct kind of. So, you know, I'll duct tape up my food and, and lock it in a room with a, you know, wild animal or something just to really wow. make me have to work for the things I need to survive. And it's, uh, it's Goodness. great. It's it really works for me. It's, uh, it sounds incredible. It sounds, uh, exciting. Um, there does seem to be a lot of connection points mm-hmm. here between my two guests because I don't know, you both have very exciting jobs Thank you. And, Thank you very uh, much. And yes. you both have wild animal mm-hmm. connections. Apparently, uh, one of you has had a wild animal on their plane, and the other one has uh, used that a to number of scenarios keep really, them yeah. keep and you away from your food. Yeah, we've actually uh, we've met before. Oh, I don't you? know if you remember, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. we did uh, we did one of your uh, uh, retreats uh, or a portion of it, oh, and uh, I was cool. the pilot. Uh, there was a zero gravity uh, choking game that was happening. Wow, um, he did wonderfully. Honestly, uh, worlds above mm-hmm. uh, the other pilot i won't call i won't call them your co-pilot because obviously that wasn't the scenario uh but yeah there's so a lot of uh, a lot of uh, come up yeah and then uh immediate drop so you're talking about uh, the, the zero plane. G plane where if you go up at a steep enough angle and mm. then go down at a steep enough angle, then you're temporarily weightless. It gives you the impression of uh, zero gravity. Right. And um, then, and but this, it is not. You the, are plummeting moment, to your death until you are, I pull up on that stick. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But at that moment, there was a choking. Uh, component. We like yeah, to you, add you that element. You were doing like a pass in. out game kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Pass it out was game. Yeah, it, 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 it was just brief. You know, it, how quickly can we get them to pass out and then had that extra level of fear? Because already there's obviously that's a high stakes situation. But mm. um, now, Pete, were you the person in control of the plane also unconscious? Yes. You were. So uh, was oh Will, yeah, I was doing the I was doing the pass out game with my uh, with my okay. then co pilot RIP as well. Oh, a different um, one. I won the game, and uh, okay. so. And I wanted to ask a quick question oh. while you were uh, being interviewed by this gentleman, uh, Dean. Uh, first time I'm Go meeting ahead. you. You seem like a lovely man. Oh, thank you. Please. Uh, anytime my, my you want a haircut. My podcast is your podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, as I said then, uh, please dial 202. And we'll punch the number put it in up later. In, yeah, 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 on a, the Chiron. <laughs> sure. uh, but you had said you were a, um, a homeschooled student i was mm-hmm. yes. uh, but then you said you sat alone at the cafeteria <laughs> i should have picked up on that <laughs> did your family have a cafeteria oh yes um we had actually an entire school um it this was is a, fascinating. yeah a homeschool in a school it was a school it was a uh, i believe it was abandoned in 1930s um and my parents bought it and it was um just me in in that building with uh, my dad, who was my tutor. Um, so you weren't yeah, being, socially, they, they, you were being of, socially ostracized in the lunchroom because there was no one else. It was in the a lot room. of purposeful isolation from I see. more of my my parents, I suppose, than so my peers. Emotional abuse is what it more is. emotional abuse um, from them. Uh-huh. Um, Are your parents still alive? I feel like we might need to. No, that's actually one of the um, opportunities we also have at, to facilitate at, with our 
events at Funload. They are dead. They are both dead mysteriously. And oh. um, one of the uh, team building exercises that you can do uh, is a murder mystery where you try to solve their disappearance. Your parents' murder. murders? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just specifically your parents' murder? My parents' murder has specifically. Ever, has anyone ever done it? No. No one's come close. That's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Pete Whiffspoon was played by Ray Harrington. Ray is an incredibly funny stand-up comedian, filmmaker, podcaster. He has appeared on Conan, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and SiriusXM. Check out his podcast, Fun Bearable. Susan Runtz was played by Britt Flynn. Britt is an improv comedian based in Burlington, Vermont, who can often be seen on shows at Vermont Comedy Club and elsewhere in the area. This episode was produced and edited by Sam Kernett and myself with marketing assistance from Addison Iring and studio space provided by Local Maverick at localmaverickus.com. Follow us at Corporations Are People Too. Subscribe, review, tell your friends about this podcast, and of course, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash corporations are people too. See you in a couple weeks.